So when are you going to get into Girls Frontline? Ugh, you can't make me do it. You can't make me do it. I've already downloaded it. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, As, like, I got, I got, I got these, these ladies, but they're also guns. And they're uh-huh. pretty cool. Did you get any SSRs yet or five stars, I guess is what they call it? Oh, yeah. I've got, uh, Grizzly's a five star. Oh, hell yeah. My Grizzly. Grizzly Magnum. Uh, let's see. What other, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of five stars. I got a lot of fours. Um, I got, uh, FAL, the FNFAL. That's a, that's an assault rifle. It's a Swedish assault rifle. That's a, that's a five star. But, you know. There's a Persona a 5 event coming to Grand Blue soon, you guys. You can drive around the cat bus. Um, actually, it's a, I don't know what it, I don't understand this. It is a cat bus, but like, that's the, what, that's the. No, I understand like, it's a cat bus, but I'm under, I'm trying to see what, it, how it translates to Grand Blue. Oh, I see. It's a treasure. Trade these, trade for these exclusive items with treasure. Oh, it's like an unlockable. Okay. They don't say when, though. I am thou, thou art I. Thou hast acquired a new event. Welcome to Grand Blue Persona. I made half of that up. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Garnet Wager. I'm Alan. I'm Six. Uh, and this is us vamping for time. The Garnet Wager is a show where two players compete in a fantasy-style competition while watching episodes of The Genius. Players accumulate points based on the actions of their chosen fantasy contestants in the game show, and these points are tracked over the course of the season. The player that wins in fantasy points for that episode wins the episode and can assign media homework for that episode. The loser must report back on that media at the end of the episode. This competition is not just for the hosts. Rules are made available to anyone who wants to play as you listen along with us. Welcome to Season 2. Welcome to the Garnet Wager. Begin. This time on the Garnet Wager, we watched um, season two, episode three of the Genius, which is called King Game, referring to the game that they play on this episode. Uh, King Game is a game, as you can tell, where uh, the contestants, um, basically somebody is assigned king, and uh, they have to decide who goes to either room A, country A, country B, whatever. It's represented in the room as like a as like a column, uh, and once they're picked. Uh, they also make it before that they make a hand sing symbol either with their index finger or their thumb. And then uh, on each side, whichever hand symbol has fewer people, all of those people win. Is that correct? Yeah, it feels like an interesting example of how the production has changed. Uh, oh, actually, let's head this off one off at the pass. Hi, guys. My voice sounds bad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's not the microphone. It's just my throat. My throat's fucked up. I'm sick. Anyway, um... It's an interesting example of how the production has changed between season one and season two, because if this main match was played in season one, then, like, the countries would be marked by, like, little tables with placards on them that said A or B, 
and here it's like these giant Sesame Street the letter A's. <laughs> it's it's just interesting to see how how the show is being presented differently. And uh, I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like the humble nature of season one. You know. Yeah, it felt like they just they assembled it pretty hastily and and. Like when you look when you look at the rule description, they're like, "This is country A and country B or whatever," and you imagine it as a lot bigger than it is. But really, this whole game takes place in like the lobby of the genius house, um, and I always like that that transition. But you're right that the set being a little bit bigger is and like the the props that they use being a little bit bigger kind of takes away from the um, like homey nature of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, by by season four, they're gonna actually take planes to separate countries and have to use like long distance um, phone calls to make it work. It's gonna be great. A hundred genius players drop onto an island. <laughs> oh God, I would play it though. Uh, someone made a reference to Jun Seok early in this episode, which I thought was mm-hmm. uh, uh, shots fired, as the kids say. Um, Man, you want to talk about shots fired? Here's what happens early in the episode. Also, a little bit before that is everyone gets there, you know, bit by bit, and Hong Chul just starts going off on how Jae Kyung was, like, always going to go home and she was garbage. Bad, bad, bad. He's, like, talking as if she's a ghost hovering around in the room, like, like uh, you know, you don't speak turn uh, turn negatively out of turn about somebody who isn't in the room, but I whooped her ass and I fucking won. And you're like, no, stop. <laughs> and he's, and, and, and he's, he's honest. He's like, listen, if I didn't do it, someone else would. Like, we're all thinking it. We're all wow. thinking it. She was going to go. That's like, I mean, I guess I was kind of thinking it. But also, man, that's uncool. I'm glad we don't have fantasy um, strikes for talking negatively about somebody who already got eliminated. Uh, show delight at another player's elimination. Shit. Minus 10 points. Frick. Is yeah. that, that's the definition of that, isn't it? It really is. Oh my god, you're right. Crap. <laughs> Damn you, Hongjo, you can't do this to me, brother. Um, do you, do you, are you, you'll say, I don't know who has won yet. Usually you tell me before who's won. For the week, do you want to just wait until we get there? Oh, I extremely won. Okay, fuck. Oh, that's good. I don't have to think of homework. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there is... Uh, oh, I was. I made a point here. I always enjoy uh, like the cold opens and how they end, because it's always like everybody's standing around the table and eating snacks, and then someone says something a little bit spicy, and then boom, cut to theme song. And mm-hmm. they're getting less... They're getting less spicy this season. It's kind of just like... And I think you're not gonna do i'm gonna win this week <laughs> theme song <laughs> like i think today this week's was song song mean just being like i can't even remember it's been like three days since i it's been one day since i watched the episode <laughs> and i forgot but i definitely had this feeling of like oh they don't it's no longer like the big bomb drop like why did you say that oh man theme song let's forget about that and move on kind of lines mm-hmm. uh but again just like different production uh, my, my initial like issue, cause we talked, um, last week about how the problem with a game, uh, where it doesn't end until somebody wins is that it just kind of meanders when nobody works together. That was our biggest problem. I think last week, um, right. the King game is 11 rounds. It, it is set to be 11 rounds. They have one rehearsal round. That is it. Um, I liked that it was set. I still thought 11 rounds was a bit much. I guess it's 11 rounds because everybody has to be King once. Yeah. Um, and the rounds go by quickly, but just like seeing them be like the game will be split up into eleven rounds, I'm like, oh god, here we go, <laughs> please. Don't yeah, the pacing me. the pacing was a bit much, but it does seem like it kind of had to be that way. Yeah. Um, and then also just finishing the early stuff, 
Uh, so this token of immortality thing, uh, I was going to ask you about that. Is that, am I understanding correctly that that's going to be like a thing going forward that they're looking for? Oh yeah. Oh that, yeah. That's really cool. I thought it was just something that was given to, to, you know, like first episode or something. And then he just had it, but all he no. got was a hint of where it is. Mm-hmm. And a couple of other people have gotten hints as well. Yeah. At this point, everybody who won in this round or other people have gotten hints and then everybody who won this round got more hints. Um, mm-hmm. his hint was just that it's in the garage. So he just scours the garage, which I love that there's just a garage on set, no car. It's just like a tool bench, uh, a bunch of drawers and like a, a workman's table or whatever. Yeah. I believe the two clues that Jinho had at the, at the start of this episode were it's in the garage and it's in a safe. Yes. And so he starts scrambling around like, where's the safe? And he's like, fuck it. This is, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. And then somebody else walks in and he's like, I wasn't looking for the thing. So, to- token of immortality, like, what, does that mean you won't, you can't be eliminated if you use it once? Yes, if you get it, you can sort of hide it in your pocket and then just give yourself a token of life, basically, whenever you need to. If you get sent to the DM. Okay, that's kind of cool. I hope they find it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, it's I, possible someone else already has. True. I, I'm really into a, like, season-long, when will they use the thing, kind of like a, sh- a Chekhov's gun uh, mechanic. I think that... That is something the show can always always benefit from. And also, my understanding is it's not a one and done. Really, like, you can just use it. I, I think what happened. No, I think what happens is you when you have it, you use it, and then it gets rehidden. I think I'm unclear. Oh, on that. it's like the Dragon Balls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, so you I was can literally... get you can get the token of immortality, but you always have to wish Tien back first. Yeah, of course. And then uh, you sometimes you have to also do Chaozu, but you don't. Not always. Sometimes Chaozu just gets to chill with King Kai. Um, you know. I'm actually Yamcha. I'm please cr- don't wish it back. Don't bring Yamcha back. Just don't do it. I'm actually currently reading the Dragon Ball arc where Tien and Chaozu are introduced, so that was appropriate. <laughs> timely. Um, timely, extremely. <laughs> As in like fifty years. To, yeah, to a, many decades <laughs> before I was born. Um, uh. I wanted to talk about. The main alliances of this episode. So, uh, I split them up in my head as the Songmin Hongchul Alliance and the other alliance. <laughs> because mm. this King game is kind of unfortunately one sided. Um, I know you said you liked this episode. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, knowing that this, like, there's a difference between last week where the whole game is decided, so why does it matter? Or the DM was decided, so, like, why does it matter who, what happens? And this game where it's like, well, we gamed it early on and we're just going to win the whole thing. Um, I find the latter is off, does, often doesn't make for very fun television. Because like, hey, did you want to watch 45 minutes of Hong Chul happy that he keeps winning points? Because I kind of did, but um, it doesn't make for very, it doesn't mean that there's a lot of plays. The only big play is the, betray- the Doohy play in this game. Well, but I think there's also just the level of like, because of the nature of the DM this time, where it's like, listen, like, it's not guaranteed to be two people. It could be more than two people in the DM. It could be, like, eight people. It's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, like, there's this dynamic of, like, well, okay, listen, we know which alliance is going to win. But, like, that doesn't mean everyone in the alliance is going to be safe. And that doesn't mean everyone in the other alliance is going to go to the DM. And so it's sort of, like, instead of having the usual, like, voting to see who's elimination and who goes to the DM, it's all in the play. Yeah. And I think that that sort of rounds out the back half of the game. I don't think that makes it as strong 
as the first part where it's the alliance versus alliance drama, but there is still the element of like who's going to survive, who is going to manage to like finagle their way in and who will the various kings at the in the last stretch decide to save. Right, right, right. Um I think yeah, there there was a lot of fun stuff in the middle of it, but but just like realizing partway through like oh, this team is just going to win cuz you, re- you what you see is uh is Dai like realizes that also. Mm-hmm. And her and her teammate are just like, well, I guess, I guess we're losing this week, guys. I hope we can not both go to the DM. Oh, we are. All right, I hope we. D- I don't win. Oops, I won. All right, great. <laughs> Bye. Um, just kind of like it, it imploding on them is like kind of fun to watch, but not my favorite. Um, like way for a main match to go. But but to talk about the the actual alliance that that comprises the winning team, we have um, we have Yuan, we have mm. Jung Hyun, who uh. Uh, you are already incorrect. All right. I'm afraid. Um, so the alliance that wins the game is Jin Ho. Yes. Song Min. Yes. It is not Yuan. He chooses, he specifically gets the option and chooses not to. Oh, you're right. He just taught, I just remembered him because he was actually doing stuff in this game and I was really happy for him. <laughs> uh huh. It is, uh, Hong Chul. Yes. It is Doohee, which we learn later because ah. at first it seems like it's not. Yeah. It is Jiwon, it is Jung-hyun. Yes. And everyone... And I didn't even think, and I probably said some of those names wrong. I really need to work on it. It's okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, every single time I say a name, I'm like, stop, stop, <laughs> get it yeah, right. Yeah. We're trying. Uh, everybody in that team was playing really well this week, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody was trying. Like we said last week that we were, and, and uh, Jiwon as well, um, we were like... You were saying last week that you were disappointed and you wish you could redraft him. I feel like he's getting it. I feel like he's starting to to play. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think specifically in this game though, because a lot of the king game and figuring out how to make it how to win is about making your opponent do something that will then allow you to score points, like forcing their hand. And mm-hmm. I think that is where his StarCraft skills come um, in handy, uh, where it's about like 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 the mind game of it. Um. Because he, he does a lot of plays that are like, all right, well, if I do this, then they're going to do this, and they're going to think this, uh, and they're going to try and think two steps ahead, and then they will make this play. And because of that, I'll make this counter play, and I will crush them. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he, it, he ends up being wrong at a really key point, but it's still sure. like it's still sort of a good-looking-out situation, right? It's like, that was a good play. It didn't work out, but that doesn't mean the, the theory wasn't solid. Exactly, exactly. Like. If the circumstances had gone better, then that could have been a sweep for the the completely other way. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I think actually the Doohee betrayal like flipped this entire game. Absolutely, um, it's hilarious. I was really I had a moment where I paused when when the Doohee betrayal was revealed because the acting was incredible. The it's acting so was good. phenomenal on selling it. And when the betrayal was revealed, I was stunned, and I paused the video, and I I've got my here I'll rattle these papers i grabbed my papers and i was looking at them and i was being like how do i give him fantasy points for this how do i give him fantasy points for this yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> and like there were there were criteria i didn't have to stretch it was like oh okay no find a trick that leverage blah 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 flashback like it was easy to get him points for that but like i was like i wonder if i'm gonna have to invent something because he needs some points for this that was a hell of a play on him and on everybody that was involved like uh, I was actually taking notes when he was first getting yelled at by his team, um, mm-hmm. getting threatened, and I was like, "Guys, this is pushing the line. Like, we're having fun." But uh, even do he's like, "I don't know if I should betray my team. Like, I feel bad <laughs> or whatever." Yeah, I 
I originally gave Songmin a uh, excessive verbal confrontation. Uh, he threatened demerit. to cut his finger off. Right, and then I and then later I was like, oh, they were both acting. I'm scratching this out. Yeah. Uh God, it's a lot, and and it's not only. It's really, it really is some Game of Thrones shit though, because they're doing all of that, and um, what happens is the other team starts to turn in on itself and implode a little bit. And uh, one of them is like, I think Dai is like, well, we have we have a traitor. We have a traitor who is walking into our room and hearing our plays and then telling them our plays. It's that simple. Who can it be? Process, process of elimination. It's obviously going to be uh, Uncuel. Did it. Nailed it. <laughs> we found Just our Just look traitor. at this guy. Black suit and sunglasses. What a shady motherfucker. That was easy. Of course it's him. We're so smart. And I was like, wow, good job finding the traitor. Like, that's a really good skill. <laughs> no. Yeah, they really found him so fast. That was amazing. <laughs> Uh, nothing happens to him. He doesn't get accused. They just start getting kind of cagey with who they tell their results to, but they never think about Doohy, who is literally standing by himself between the rooms every once in a while to look inconspicuous, and it's working. But he's he's selling it so well. Like, but but uh, he got a, he got he's gotten such an assist from Songman, who sells it every time that he's so pissed at him. But also, do he's doing some great acting of just like you guys have the meeting without me. I just I need to be alone. Uh, it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. It's like, oh no, you're fucking. Uh, it's so good. The the moment when uh he's in the room and they come in and they're like, do he? Do you wanna do you wanna come join us? And there's sort of like this odd, like, like, why would he do that? It's yeah. like, oh, okay, you're offering him a chance at salvation because you guys are winning. It's like, you guys knew he was on our side the whole time, right? Yeah, they just tell it's like, him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That that whole scene is like you're being, um, you're being mesmerized or something because because Songmin is just like, yeah, come with us, or um, and then Juwan is just like, yeah, come with us, come on, do it, come with us. You want, you, come on, come on, like repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, and you're just like, what am I like? Is this a play? Like, what is this? And then they're like, guys, you realize he's, yeah, like, you realize he's been working with us, right? And they're like, what? (laughs) The game shatters and no one can pick up the pieces anymore. It's really fun. I really like when the teams kind of do stuff like this. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, Because you're using the rules of the game, like the, we have to stay in separate spaces, um, and, and like using the liminal space of the, of the lobby really well. And the fact that do he like is known so far as the quiet one and, um, like he's smart and he has no reason to betray anyone. Like he's, it's just so perfect. It's like a masterclass in uh, betrayal. Um, Mm -hmm. my favorite shot of the episode, which I was going to send you a screenshot of at some point, uh, was when he, one of the times he comes back to their room and starts giving them information and then (laughs) song just puts him in his lap. (laughs) <laughs> or no, Hong Chul puts him in his lap, yeah. And he's like, Dewey, let's work together like this. And they just look adorable. <laughs> I I really liked every shot where he started giving them information, where it's just like the door opens and just a piece of paper flies through, and then that whole room just starts laughing. <laughs> just like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> just cackling, like, we are going to win this game. We're too good. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Oh, my God, I love it. Ugh. Because the game itself, like you said, is just, if you know how this works, you can win this really fast. And it gets to the point, like, early on, when we get the king, like, deciding where people go scenes, we're getting the full scene. We're getting, like, this person goes here, this person goes here. Um, kind of like we can play at home. But by the time all of the betrayal is out, all of those rounds are just like, uh, all of you go A, all of you go B, done, next person. Like, they just know. There are, they're just, they're, they're like three moves ahead. They don't even need to think. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. to the point where Songmin is doing his and someone's like, I, I didn't get to write those down. That was too fast. And he's like, too bad. I'm already done. Let's go. <laughs> Next king. Let's move. Yeah, he was talking really fast. He was. I was. Tr- I, I was even trying to think like, all right, well, is he putting the right people on the right team? Is he like... Is he said? Is he? Does he doing this? What is this play here? And then they're just that. Ah, he knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, the king. <laughs> I love when Hong Chul. I'm I've, I'm officially in love with Hong Chul and Songmin working together. That's a really deadly combination, and it's people from yours and my fantasy team. It's both of our uh, our ringers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, I I actually am. I was happy with Hong Chul this week. I think this is exactly the amount of silly out of him that I want, where he isn't annoying. Uh, at all he's just really fun and playing the game to his be- the best of his ability and like still being a little bit extra like every single time somebody as the king tells him to go somewhere he's like yes yes my king right away my king <laughs> and then like obediently walks where he needs to go um he is not he's not overdoing it here which i like yeah i feel like that entire alliance was pretty much their best selves that we've seen um Jinho's play was a little more subdued, but he was still sort of leading the leading the pack. Songmin was doing the great acting and social selling. Um, let's talk. I want to talk about Jung Hyun. Yeah, this is a thing, right? <laughs> what do you have? To it's say episode about three. Mm-hmm. He's won three main matches. Yeah, he has. Is he just the greatest under the radar player we've ever seen? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Like, he's actually quite smart and knows exactly what he's doing, and he's just incredible at making himself underestimated. It still, Farik, it still feels like he is stumbling into success. Three weeks, but now it's like three weeks in a row. Like, you can't make magic happen three times. I think he's just good, yeah. I think he's just good. He's gotten the, like, eat while others are playing the game twice. Right. As he wins. Right. And he he's just getting wins. those. Unbelievable. So good. Like, I am. I people should know already if they're keeping track. I'm redrafting this week. Um, I was between a couple of people, um, and uh, a, a couple of plays in this episode definitely solidified my pick. It's. Um, can I just tell you now? Sure. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna take Jung Hyun next. Really? Yes. Yes. Because here's the thing: winning winning main matches is still worth a lot of points. Like he's not doing the like silly cartoon stuff that gets us points. But I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get so many main matches out of him. I know it. I mean, he's getting a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, I'm. I'm putting so much money on him. I, <laughs> I believe in him. I think he can go really, really far. It huh. feels like a maverick play, but I'm. I'm ready to commit to Team Jung Hyun. I mean, you know what? I think I like. I think I like that pick. I. I think I would probably lean Doohy because I mean, this this episode was so convincing. Yeah, yeah. But it's also there's also a risk of getting caught up in the hype, right? For sure, you yeah, you know, one week somebody's amazing, the next week they're they're worthless. Like yeah, Yuan last week we were like, or, or, or Juwan was last week we were like, oh he's fucking up, he's he's playing too negatively. He's getting better mm-hmm. just because he had one bad week doesn't mean he's bad. And I mean we'll get there, but last week I was like, I think when it, like you're you're uh you're getting nervous about Dahe, but I think when you see her in the DM, you're yeah. gonna be sold and you're never gonna want to drop her. Yeah, literally next week. Hey, guess what happened? <laughs> She uh, embarrassed me in front of everyone. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought I was saying that fucking uh, Yuan was embarrassing me. I I feel bad for you. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I figured. I, t- I said last week I was feeling dicey about her. I said if she can't get yeah. it together, then we're going to have problems. So bada bing. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. 
but I, I think that's a good reinvestment in in, in the plays uh, of Jung Hyun. I think he's a good uh, he's a good person to have. Uh, Great. No yeah. regrets, baby. Between him and Hong Chul, I get points up up everywhere. Uh, hopefully. Um, and then uh, who's my third again? Oh God. Who is my third? Uh, Jinho. Jinho. Sorry. <laughs> Jinho. <laughs> the uh, reason you have any points? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. True. That that true that trio is deadly. I'm looking at the cast list right now, and they're all just like look, I'm like, yes, these are my <laughs> these are my pawns with which I'm going to win this season. Yeah, I feel like I I feel pretty good. I feel like I have Songmin and then two like two speculative picks that I'm feeling I'm feeling better. You know, they're like they're growing as talents, and I really feel good about being their manager. And I think it's gonna go. We're gonna go far, right? Who is your third again? It's 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 Songmin. It's it's uh, Yuan, and who's the third one? Uh, Yun Sun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. You got good picks. And like, and like, you know, she didn't get a lot of points today. Nope. But she did, like, I mean, she, she showed the kind of spirit that's going to get her points in the future, right? She showed that moment where, like, everyone else in the alliance was like, oh, okay, we have to leave the room now. They're not going to help us. And she just stood there and stared someone down and was like, you're going to help me. And they yeah. did. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that kind of will is going to take you far. Yeah, Exactly. That yeah, you have, it's a good you have a good personality balance on your team, I think. Um, so I want I want to talk about our our alumni. Um, I feel like every once in a while we need to check in with with uh, with Jinho and and Songmin. Jinho, I feel like is mostly just doing Jinho things, right? <laughs> just Jinho things. It's my new Tumblr aesthetic blog. Uh, yeah, he he he's making good plays. He's forming good alliances. He's not trying to get out there too much. He's still pretty quiet. Um, very respectful, but he's playing good. I think he's, I'm very happy with how he's playing. Yeah. What do you make of Songmin in this season? I think, I think he's gotten a lot better. I think it's kind of remarkable, um, how even within the last couple episodes, he's turning it around really fast and, um, he's using his ability to form alliances and to be a personality, uh, to leverage the fact, uh, or to, to sort of counter the fact that, he probably still isn't great at DMs, but I don't think he's ever going to go to a DM this 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 season. So, like, I mean, I feel like at this point, like last season, he was like, he was the guy that people always wanted on their teams. Yeah. He was the guy that everyone's like, I can't wait to look for. I, I, I like, I can't wait to work with Salmon on this on this uh, main match. Right? Mm-hmm. That was like over and over and over. We got you know. Uh, Yurum, we got Kyung Ran. Everyone was just like, oh, I'm so excited to get Songmin on board. And it feels like his social game is like, I don't know if it's weaker, but it's not working the same way it did before. It's a different, it's a different brand. Hmm. Um, my worry. So you think it's, you think it's just a different approach? It's not that he's, he's, he's having less success. It's that he's going for a different thing. Yes. My, my worry though is that his current approach is, like entirely male focused he's like kind of being the dad to a bunch of dudes and he's like all right guys Mm. like bring it in like all the young dudes are going to work with me and i'm going to have this sort of like cult of personality where all these guys respect me and um like is leaning into that and i guess that's fine because there's not really a lot of women on this season in general but it feels very patriarchal to be like all right guys come like come to me he doesn't. He's no longer hat in hand asking people to be like on his team, like he was in week one. He is just, I'm standing here. This is my team. You guys are going to ally with me, and that is a big power play that is going to help him a lot. I think this season. Hmm. Do you think we get like the like you know 
that we have like so the 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 uh the women that are left are uh Yu Young and Yun Sun. Mm-hmm. And Yun Sun was at least has at least to me been giving me uh Kyungran vibes. I mean, do yeah. we see like a like the like best boy and best girl 2.0 or Uh I think that the, was Yeah, well I just I think the difference is Yun Sun um while great and she's having a lot of fun uh isn't specifically like playing against him or with him she's yeah. just kind of playing her own game and, and making the right alliances like she's doing great um but it it felt like Kyungran and Sungmin were like pairs like they always mm-hmm. worked together in season 1 i mean like they were in the final 3 because of each other it feels yeah. like they really carried each other right i think i don't think Sungmin needs her and vice versa i don't think they need mm-hmm. each other they just are both doing really well in in ways that are reminiscent of the two in season one, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I just I worry I worry about our boy when I mean like I I like the idea that he can like get an alliance every time and make it work every time, but I don't know that that's possible. You think it's gonna and blow? Up, you might it might blow up in his face at some point. I mean, there's just there there comes a time for everyone when there is like. When the the wind shifts just enough that like for one match you don't have the allies and you have to be able to figure out a way to get by without it, like that just that happens to everyone pretty much. And when that happens to Sangmin, like, has he changed enough from season one that he can survive that? Good point. I would hope so. Well, I wouldn't hope so because I want you to lose, but I, uh, I still want him to do well. <laughs> like I still like him. I don't. I don't change my opinion from season one, where I think he deserves a win, like in life at this point. Um, I still think that's true, but uh, his approach is just so different that it's really hard to tell how mm. how long this is going to work for him. Uh, in season two, we had another debt collector reference. We did. Yep. We had. Uh, I think oh, actually, right. I think I talked about it. it. Was when he was talking about like the lawyer thing. Like, listen. We all have a lot of fun around here, but, like, be honest with lawyers. Keep documents of everything. <laughs> yep. They're just like, oh, Songmin. Oh, that life you've had, my friend. Precious mm. man. Um, did he, was he the first person on the genius to cuss this week? I think you're right. I think that was the first time I saw a censored cuss word in the subtitles, and I was like, <gasps> Songmin. He and also, it, regarding he also swore, it was. He, but he also swore... Uh, season he he swore on episode one too actually of this season yeah uh what he was, was trying to he was trying to convince that jinho that uh he was really the snake when Hong, when he had the they had the peak on hong chul yeah. who was the chameleon mm-hmm. pretending to be the snake and he was like jinho listen i'm the snake and he's like really it looks like we peaked hong chul said he was the snake and he says i'm the snake or my mother's a ah uh, something <laughs> yeah and there, there was a you know there was a bleep and Jinho was like, damn, all right, I guess you're for real then. <laughs> Cussing as a, uh, like, promise is always funny to me. It's very, it's a very old-fashioned thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if I have any other big notes. I think we hit most of the stuff. The double agent play was was huge. Um, mm-hmm. Him being in, in Hongchu's lap was hilarious. Worried about several people going to the DM. Um and then, yeah, and then everyone uh, kind of settles, and it is uh, Dai and Yu Young that go to the DM. Indeed. 
So before we get there, let's talk about homework, 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 homework. Those are computer sounds. Have you seen... I have to show you this video later, and I want people at home to listen to it. It's a... You know in Street Fighter 2, when you play as Ryu, you go to Japan, and then the plane, like, flies to Japan and goes, Japan, in, like, the bad digitized voice? Sure. And then it goes... Like, the little Street Fighter matches with the start music, where it's... dun 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 Sure. Someone found a video where it's Ryu versus Ryu, and... It's that except the song starts and it just cuts off two seconds into it. So it's like, da 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 Like it's I can't explain why it's the funniest shit in the world. It was two in the morning last night and I was crying, like hitting my head against my desk, crying, laughing at it. It's so stupid. But we're not going to Japan this week for the uh, for the homework. No, we're going to New York. <laughs> Let's hear it for New York. These streets will make you feel brand new. Big lights will inspire you. That's a Jay Z reference. <laughs> wow, the first hip hop reference, and it's not me. That's really impressive, honestly. I listen to hip hop anyway. Um, so I watched the 1995 film Hackers, Ooh. and it kind of felt like I was watching Tokyo Drift. Yes, that's such a good comparison. Except it's totally it's played seriously. Right, that's the, like, Tokyo Drift kind of, kind of knows that it's ridiculous and terrible. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I don't think Hackers knows at all. No, I think it's just doing it. And it's kind of, hmm. Okay, so the setup for the movie Hackers is that there is a, uh, a young gentleman named Dade Murphy who has, uh, previously, when he was 11 years old, he went by the online handle zero cool uh and crashed uh 1.5000 computers and fucked up the stock market same uh he got caught he got convicted and he was banned from using any computers or phones because he cuz he would he would hack until he was 18 <laughs> um as soon as he turns 18 he this is like the movie sort of kicks back in like there's a time fl- uh, like a time skip and it's like okay now he's 18 and he's getting back into hacking and like oh no like he's going to school and all the cool kids are hackers and it's just this big hacker culture hack the planet right hack the planet and so it's like a coming of age story with the the good guys which are hackers sort of fighting the authority but also supporting the authority because there are bad hackers and they've got to beat the bad hackers and they've got to you know fight capitalism Right? Right. Um, the IMDb summary is really, it's written in a really funny way. It is, this movie is about hackers who are blamed for making a virus that will capsize five oil tankers, period. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not incorrect. You're like, well, I guess that's true, but wow. <laughs> um, I want to talk about, so there's a, I'm not familiar with actors, but I'm being told this gentleman's name is Fisher Stevens. Oh my god, I love Fisher Stevens. He's one of my favorite character actors. And in this, he plays, uh, the, the villain, he plays a hacker who is working for this, you know, big, uh, uh, conglomerate. And he's their hacker. He's their security expert. And his, 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 you know, his birth name is Eugene Belford, but he goes by The Plague. The Plague. And he's this, like, like early 30s dude with, like, long hair and a beard who skateboards around indoors. Yes. And it's yes. so much. There's this scene where he's, like, he's, like, literally, like, 
digitally because it's hacker bullshit, but he's basically holding uh, the main character's, like, mom hostage. Like, listen, you do what I say, or I'm going to fucking destroy your mom's life. I'm going to get her locked in prison and then delete the records that she's there and she's just going to rot. Um, and he's like, okay, fine, you win, I'll give you the disc. And he steps outside with the disc, and then fucking, this fucking asshole, like, <laughs> skitches up, holding onto the side mirror of a sedan, and snags the disc, and then disappears into, like, fog. It's the dumbest uh, yeah. thing, I love it so much. Just his long trash monster hair. <laughs> Everyone's skating everywhere. There's constant skating. Everyone's got braids or very short hair. Um, God, the aesthetic of this movie is just everything. It's everything to me. I love the way this movie looks and sounds. It's incredible. And it's like, listen, this is a bad movie, right? Yeah, well, it's dumb. This is a, right. But it's like, but man, it's like, I don't even want to say it's earnestly dumb. I mean, that's true, but I feel like that's selling it short. It's like shamelessly dumb. Yeah, it almost feels like like I'm blushing at how dumb it is. Like, oh my god. Right, it's really so enthusiastic about being dumb that you kind of just have to get on board with... And and then at the same time, also, like, repeatedly every, like, you know, couple of minutes get off board being like, what are you doing? What? Why are you doing this? Why do these effects look like this? Why is hacking in portrayed like this? Um, Why is, like, like staring at code, and it's just like this, like, the screen turns into, like, here are, like, 3D, like, algorithms flying at your face while there's, like, a DNA helix spinning in the background? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Hell yeah. What? Weird, weird, this game, this game, this film has, like, the weirdest trivia also. Also, super important if people want to understand how weird this movie is. Um, th- when you na- mentioned the main character's name, Johnny Lee Miller's character, his name is not Dave, in case people misheard six. His name is Dade. D-A-D-E. Dade. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. that's a regular name. That is not his hacker name. Zero Cool is his hacker name. Um, Matthew Lillard, literally my favorite character actor of all time because of this movie. Um, his hacker name, and I think also he never gets a real name, is Serial. It's good. It's just really good. And Angelina Jolie, I have problems with her character. I think she, the way that she yeah. like, sexualizes is like, kind of bad and... Um, mm-hmm. it's the mid nineties and it's really awkward and, um, like the sex stuff with her and, and date is like not good. Um, but she's cool. She's cool as hell. <laughs> like if she was, her character separated from date is like awesome. Um, she was one of my like early nineties crushes for sure. After watching this movie, there's a scene at the very end of the movie where they're like, like there are multiple references to pools in the movie for, for various gags. And at the end, they, they both go swimming. Right. Yep. And they're like, they're, they're both swimming in the pool and they're just sort of like, Oh man, we're both like coming to terms with the fact that we have crushes on each other. And then like, after a little bit of talking, we turn and we kiss. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know if, I mean, they, they're like, they're swimming in clothes and like, they're having trouble. Like, you're watching them be filmed, and it's like, oh, you're getting a lot of mouthfuls of water in between dialogue. Yeah. Like, this is awkward. <laughs> Nobody thought, like, let's film around this, or let's figure out a way to get clothing that doesn't, like, feel as heavy, and you can work with it better. No. They're just, it looks terrible. <laughs> they had, there's, this movie is just chock full of my favorite, like, 90s ass trivia. The thing that they hack, the mainframe computer, is called the Gibson uh hacking the gibson which is of course a neuromancer reference uh Mm -hmm. because you hack the william gibson um johnny lee miller and angelina jolie married after this movie imagine doing this movie imagine doing that pool scene and then going you know what i want to do i want to marry that woman (laughs) 
oh my what? god what and then they were divorced four years later <laughs> yeah no of course <laughs> did you also know that the game that they play at the arcade is like is a prototype of the first wipeout I did not. <laughs> it's just they contacted Sony and they were like, "Hey, do you have any cool like futuristic games coming out soon?" And they were like, "I don't know. We got this like weird racing game." And they were like, "Give me that. We we need an arcade game." <laughs> or the fact that uh, the film's writer, director, and some cast members attended the New York City 2600 meeting, a monthly hangout of the local hacker community to observe and talk with real life hackers. <laughs> I mean, it really shows that they did their homework. Yeah, oh, well, um, (laughs) it's so funny to me because people always talk about, like, uh, hacking in media and how dumb it is, and they often reference this movie, and they often reference uh, the bad John Travolta movie, Silver, I think it's Silverfish? No, no, what's that? Uh, Swordfish. 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 Uh, As being, like, dumb hacking uh, weird movies, and then, like, The Matrix as, like, an early example of, like, well, we kind of figured out how computers should look. Um, I think... I don't need to see a good hacking thing. I'd rather watch this. I'd rather watch a guy type really fast on a computer and then a program just like 10 windows pop up and then something shuts down. Um, Yeah. Because if you want real hacking, they made Mr. Robot, like in terms of it being like a fun action uh, television series, but it's about actual hacking. And the hacking is not that cool. Like in real life, hacking is you look at a terminal and you type something and then you wait like three hours for something to happen. It's not cool. It's cool because William Gibson and and Neil Stevenson and and, and this film uh, made it cool, uh, and I think that is worth remembering. We don't need to make everything be accurate to real life because sometimes it's fucking sweet. Hmm. So I guess I should give you a star rating for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Several stars. Hmm. If you want. I'm trying to figure out because like. I feel like there's, like, an inherent, like, well, you got me to watch a film. That's, like, two stars automatically because yeah. I don't like movies. Yeah. Um, So I guess we'll make it three stars. Okay. I gave this one to you because, uh, A, I wanted you to watch something light because we can always use something light. And, B, um, after Hacknet, and st- I still think about Hacknet every once in a while, I was like, I want six. Because Hacknet is another example of something that's like, no, hacking needs to be accurate looking. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to show you what, ha- what, what, quote unquote, like six quotes on both sides. Hacking actually looks like. Well, it's like, it's like a scale, right? Like yeah. hack net, like, I mean, like to hack. Okay. Here's how you get someone's password in a hack net. You type port hack and hit enter. And <laughs> right. then you have their password. True, I true, mean, true. like, let's be fair here. Um, it's, mm. it's pretty, it's Hollywood. It's just not as, as far Hollywood as that. So. What is the most accurate? Do we even care what the most accurate hacking is? It's probably Hackmud, right? Oh, I guess. So, because mm. Hackmud is just like, oh no, this is just this is just Linux commands, and this is just like actual like you can take this code and you can put it on fucking uh, what's that thing called? I always forget. Um, it's Duh. that place where, pe- it's that website where people drop snippets of code. GitHub. Yes, where you can just like take shit off of GitHub and plug it in this game and it'll work. Um, oh, that's fantastic. That's that's what Hackmud is, and that's also why Hackmud is like a nightmare. And if you get on there, you're going to get instantly destroyed. Um, oh, is it multiplayer? Oh yeah, oh, I mean no. it's a mud. Uh, oh fuck! All right then, yeah. Um, it's a mud full of hackers. I mean, you're just going to get fucking owned. Um, so you know. Oh well, I'm glad you had a fun time. I'm gonna. I'm really glad I got you to watch a whole movie. That's that's an achievement amongst in its in and amongst itself. 
It genuinely is. I don't like watching movies generally. So, I had a good time. I'm glad. Let's talk about our Math of Detch. I, math of Detch? What? Did I just, what did my brain just do? You, like, I was committed. trying to say. No, no, I was no. trying to say Match of Death, and I just didn't. Yeah, I, I, my brain, as you were saying it, was like, oh, he's going to say, like, math game? Match, no. math of Detch. <laughs> math of Detch. All right. Let's talk about our Math of Detch, um, the DM, which Oof. was Gil Hop. Yay, Alan's favorite is back. Yeah. This was an interesting DM. It had a weird narrative to it. Yeah, so it it kind of bummed me out. I love Gilhop. I think it's really fun. I would have paused and played all of these games, except uh, I had to finish the episode in time to do other things that night. Um, but I love it. I love watching it. I think it's really fun and clever, and it uses a fun part of your brain. Um, and I would honestly play it myself in my free time. But uh, Diane makes a really good point, which is when she watched... I guess she was talking about the first season. That's the only one that makes sense. But she keeps mm. saying, when I watched this at home, it seemed so easy. I was getting all of them right. And then she's like, I didn't realize that, A, they are working around the time limit. They're editing around the time limit. And, B, when you're there and you ha- your ass is on the line, it's nigh impossible to think in that in the right way to do it quickly. Mm. Like, she's they're both falling for all, all of the... The faults that ever the the like worst problems when you're playing Gule Hop, um, mm-hmm. stuff like calling out Gule really early because you think you'll get points and then just burning yourself, um, tr- and then doing the like everybody's quiet because we think that there's one match left and we want to not we want to be the one to get the Gule not the Hop, uh, which is a good strat but it just means that the match is because don't they I think they do that at the end where the round just ends because nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. Like they just they just both fall into these like really bad habits and it's like, guys, no, why are we <laughs> nobody's good at this? I thought Dayu would at least speak of this because of her go experience. Uh, but she's really not. It's really a bummer to watch. Well, and I mean I think they warm up to it, right? Like the latter rounds, they're really going. Um, yeah, they're flying through like four or five, like instantly. Yeah, but I mean like you know, like Jin Ho, uh in the spectator area as it's starting is like the thing about this game is your brain is either in the mode or it's not. And as soon as you're not, you're done. You're done. Yes, he says that. That's true. Um, and, you know, I mean, you see that. Like, once they're when they're getting them, they're just going, 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 going. And as soon as someone stops, they just can't get back on that horse. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's 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 kind of like watching. Uh, it, it's just, it was really frustrating to watch. Because I was even mm-hmm. finding matches that I'm like, no, like I had the moment you never want to have in this game, which is finding the match before the players do. Yeah. And I was like, whoops, shit, I found it. Now the rest of this round is going to be annoying because I'm going to watch them fail and, and like repeat themselves, which is another like cardinal failure that you would only make if you were actually there not playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's rough. And everyone's just watching in silence and like trying to play with them in the, from the garage. Um, and it really could go either way for most of the round. Mm-hmm. Like they are, uh, it seems like Dai is losing for a lot of it, and then she gets a couple of gules in a row. She catches right up. She starts winning again, and then Yu Young just turns it right back around, and they fucking tie, which is wild. Yeah, uh, I was I was really surprised by that. It's actually funny because I watched that last night, and then this morning, I guess to 
not sorry to date us, but um, the current game in the in the World Cup also ended in a tie. The latest one, uh, mm. Spain versus Portugal, and that never happens. They went into overtime and it stayed a tie. And everyone I told that to was like, "You don't? How does that?" <laughs> the reason is because in in the World Cup they work now in points instead of brackets, so there doesn't have to be a winner every game. But anyways, you never see you don't see DMs in the end in a tie. I don't think that's been a thing we've seen before. Yeah, I mean, you know, they had a tiebreaker, but like, yeah, true, true, no, true. I think, but I mean, like, I they had they had to that. have a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, that's that's the first time. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, it seems like everything's going to go fine, but then whoops, Moby comes in, and uh, Yu Young has a clutch play right at the end there, and uh, it just doesn't go well for my my girl. Uh, yeah. Or am I am I saying the name wrong? I'm probably saying the name wrong. Is it Yu? I think it's. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, Yu Young. Those are different people. It's yeah. Yu Young that's in the DM. You're right. Okay, so uh, she says, uh, if I'm, she starts saying this over and over again, this is honestly, I think, the reason she wins. If I'm going to lose, I want to do it stylishly. Mm-hmm. And Dai's just sweating because she's like, I'm good. Like, I know I'm good at games. I know I'm not bad at this, and I'm good at the main match, and I'm good at everything about the genius. Why am I losing? And she's like pulling her hair out, stressing out. And then she turns to uh, Yu Young and is like, are you worried also? Like, right before the tiebreaker. And Yu Young just goes into, like, robot mode, and she's like, I'm not worried. I She says something like, um, I've accepted it. And you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa. Holy shit, that is the like Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan mode of the genius. Is once you stop worrying about your position in the game and you just play, you're invincible <laughs> for a brief moment. I guess I need to now see an edit of the genius where people's hair change color as they're doing <laughs> better fights. As soon as the uh, Moby comes in, somebody like takes a big hit to the chest or something and yeah. Uh like pulls a Yamcha and falls into a hole. Um. So they tie. She, yeah, she says you're not nervous, and then I've let go, and that's where I was like, I think I want to uh, draft you young, but I'm not going to. Uh, and she loses by one point, which made me really sad in the moment because I have to redraft again. But it was a really good game. Everybody agrees that it was a really cool back and forth game. Like it's disappointing to watch people lose, but at least it was close. It wasn't a shutout. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then she has a really unceremonious exit. She like does not say much. If I remember, I just I felt like she just was gone yeah. before I even took note of what she said. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't say very much. She pretty much just sort of quietly makes her exit. I would say. I kind of hope she's one of the ones that comes back in another game. Yeah, that as would like, be nice. As like a guest game, uh, as a guest uh, player, because mm. um, I'll be honest with you, uh, if I can remember his name, the person who lost in the uh, Hui Zhang. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to see him again. <laughs> He's wow. fine. He's fine. I'm just not excited. I wouldn't be like, oh yay! I would be excited to see Dai again. I was already like into her whole her whole like professionalism and and uh, like skill and her whole way of can- of carrying herself. Uh, so I would like to see her again. But yeah, alas, these things happen. Hmm. So again, just to confirm for everyone at home, I'm redrafting my third player to be uh, Jung Kyung. And uh, I think that's going to pay off big dividends. And Six said that um, V1 today's uh, or this week's episode. Yeah. So um, I have the fantasy points here. Um, So I will read uh, first the day's points and then overall points. Um, So uh, obviously anytime you have someone go home, they're going to lose you points pretty much. Mm -hmm. Unless, Unless they do some amazing shit before they go. 
Um, that's very true. Uh, Dai lost you 23 points today. Wah. Uh, and Jinho gained you 23 points, so those two canceled out. Yay. So the only thing you got was Hong Chul's points, which was two. What did he do for two points? Uh, he did a couple of things, but he also uh, shit-talked Jae Kyung. So that lost him some points. No, we should never have to use that negative. Nobody should ever be shit-talking. I can't believe it. I was so mad. Ugh, don't ever shit-talk. In real life or in this fucking game. Please don't lose me points again, Hong Chul. Yeah. So, yeah, no, two points is your is your total for the day. Um, so my point total uh is also not like this, this is uh for us it was a relatively low scoring episode, right? Yeah. Um So for me, I had uh Songman who got me a cool 20 or nope, I'm reading this wrong. Sorry. Uh, no, I wasn't, actually. He got me a cool 23 points there. Yum. Uh, Yusun got me 9. And then Yuan got me 6, so that's a total of 38. Um, and that makes our overall totals. You have 89, and I have 97. We're very close. Oh, hey. So. I'm curious. Am, you, hmm? you said last week. That you are more and more getting more and more disappointed with Yohan, and you would love to redraft him if you could. He mm-hmm. still is not earning you a lot of points, even though I was saying I think he's getting better at playing. Mm-hmm. Are you still fine play- keeping him around? I mean, so, I mean, obviously, setting us, just establishing this, I know you know this, but I don't have an option of redrafting him right now. I know. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I just don't want to be. I guess the only reason I would not redraft him is I am hesitant to be rash. Um. Yeah. It, it would feel foolish to dump him before he's... He hasn't played amazingly, but he also hasn't had any days where he's been, like, negative or anything. Um, and so it's like, well, you know, I, I'll give him a little more time. If we get to five episodes and, like, and one, for some reason, I still can't redraft him, but two, he also hasn't shown me more than this, I'm just going to end each episode grousing about the fact that I can't dump him. Um, <laughs> You're just stuck with dead weight, yeah. Right, but right now, right now, I'm still just like, mm, mm, give him more time, let him grow. I, as I say, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the NXT of the genius, right? I take in mm. these developmental talents, and I want to see them grow and prosper. I'm gonna give them some time on the mic. I'm gonna give them a little ring work, and we're just gonna see where they go. I mostly want you to let's just say what we mean. I'm, I want you to redraft him so that I can have him, and then I can have Juno and Yoan on the same team, and then I can make Vegito. Oh, I see. <laughs> which I one think... is which? Exactly. I'll let you think about that at home. They're both Vegeta, though. Exa- yes. Is the thing. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but yeah, they're totally both Vegito. Vegetable. Uh, all right. Well, do we have anything else we need to tackle for this episode? Um, I mean, I, mean, I, I need to, to give you homework and stuff, I guess. But yeah, you do need to give me. Okay, do that. Okay, so um, we have um. Oh, there are actually some rule clarification we need to do. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah, right. First off, originally we said that um, when so when there's redrafting, uh, there's a like a new like stipulation. Originally we said it would replace the old stipulation, which is currently the flashback. Uh, we're just gonna stack them because it's more fun. Yeah, it makes the numbers go higher. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So our new stipulation 
is that uh, you will, uh, either of us, I suppose, actually, is how this would work, is you will lose three points when a player ends up on their knees begging for help or salvation. <laughs> it's interesting because so far the only occurrence of that would be a minus three to Yuan, which is mine. But I think it's interesting. It can happen. It, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it's always played for comedy, but it still can happen. It's still not good. Hong Chul's going to do it. I didn't want to say that. You said it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, And as far as homework, I didn't have anything ready. Wow, I... the tables have turned. I had like six <laughs> things lined up for you. and I, you Did you really? Me. No, fuck no. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, Alan? Six. For uh, your homework... <gasps> I'm going to make you do some cooking. Oh. <laughs> what am I cooking? You are cooking a hollandaise sauce, and I would recommend Eggs Benedict, but you can do what you want with it. Oh. You could have it over asparagus or something. Okay. I'd be happy to talk to you off air if you need some help making hollandaise. It's not that hard. I was thinking about learning to make Eggs Benedict recently. Uh it doesn't seem hard. What is it? Just like lemon, salt, cayenne, and butter? Mm-hmm. And egg? Mm-hmm. That's not hard. I can do that. I think I have all those things. Maybe not. I, I will talk to you off pepper. air because it, there, okay. are some, there are some tricks. You can't just put those things together and stir. <laughs> you don't just it stir it. Bad. You don't just Dan Riker did and put egg whites in there and then you're good. We'll talk about it. Okay. All right. I'm excited. All right. I think that's it for us. Um... Well, here's the thing, Six. I got to get to sleep soon. I got to recharge my batteries. So let's take it to the uh, plug oh. zone. Oh, fuck, hmm. fuck, fuck. That transition was so good. Fuck. <laughs> right, but you don't get to say plug zone. That's my thing. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. So let's talk about something else for a little while. Like what? Uh, how do, what do you feel about the new Pokemon? The, oh, the Pokemon Go to the polls or whatever? You think they're going to, yeah, they think they're going to, like, so they did the Rotom decks in Sun and Moon. You think they're going to bring that back? I do not. I thought, uh, I liked it. I thought it was cute having, like, it tells you what to do, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it made the the Pokedex more friendly, and I think you should just plug it into the new one because it's the plug zone. I hate you. (laughs) That was, listen, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to the listeners for that one. That one was painful. (laughs) That's the the magic of the plug zone is that it hurts, but you get there at the end. I just had to. I just had to win. I can't lose on that one. I don't generally have a competitive spirit, but about the plug zone, I have to win. But you have such a competitive spirit. You're like the the lord of fighting games. But I like losing. Uh, oh, sure. You like in your ass handed to you. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shame on you for playing games against me. Ha ha! I'm terrible. <laughs> Alan, plug your shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Cut all of this out of the podcast. Hi, my name is Alan Ibrahim. You can follow me on Twitter at Alan Ibrahim. That's spelled A-L-L-E-N-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. You can also listen to me on two other podcasts. One is Chats, television podcast. That's found wherever you listen to those kooky things. You can listen to my friend Majan and I talk about television there. Or if you want to listen to me and my friends Ryan and Katie talk about media in general, you can listen to Fireside Friends, which is found at firesidefriends.net. Six. Uh, so my Twitter is at six Detmar. That's S I X D E T T M A R. If you have any comments or questions or anything, you want to talk about the genius with me. Um, if you want to talk about my shows and stuff, 
Uh, we have a, uh, a bumper at the end of the episode. You can listen to that. There are other Scanline shows you could listen to. I want to give a shout-out, as I don't often enough, to uh, listener Reese for all the help developing the rules for Fantasy Genius and also for being kind of a sounding board about changes I might make to the system. I talk to Reese a lot, and it's great, and it makes the show better. Thank you, Reese, for all your help. Reese, I love uh, you. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a romantic yeah. thing. Sorry, Reese. Indeed. Hmm. Uh, I also want to thank just the genius community in general for getting us into this, because this show's great. I'm having a great time. And finally, I want to thank my throat for keeping it together. I think I sounded okay. I thought you sounded great. Thank you. Thank you. Until next week. What? Peace what? out. No, what? You keep, you're going to keep all of that? What? You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts, like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means th- it means bean, but it's not, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you're averse to frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.